Good evening. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome in to Yingling Post Game Live here on PowerMizzou.com. Gabe DeArmond here in Columbia. Gerard Hamilton going to join me in a little bit from Fayetteville, Arkansas. He is at Razorback Stadium where he witnessed an absolute, I, I don't know, gutting of the Arkansas Razorbacks today. 48-14, Missouri is now 10-2 and on the season, headed to a New Year's Six Bowl. Gerard is in Fayetteville talking to Eli Drinkwitz and the principals in today's game. We will have him on in a little bit. But until then, I'm going to hang out with you guys. So like, comment, subscribe, questions, comments, whatever you want. Put them in the uh, put them in the rail there. We will get to them. Alex running the show from behind the scenes. We'll take care of your comments and getting your questions to us. So uh, before we get to that, want to thank our friends at Yingling all year long. They have been a part of this. Uh, they have, have been the reason we've been able to do a lot of what we've done, traveling all over the country, even uh, gave you guys some uh, They've got some some koozies and some handouts. Uh, we're planning maybe some events. Might have an event with Yingling in, say, Dallas or Phoenix or Atlanta. We'll see what happens here in the next few weeks. But Yingling, uh, look, they're the best partners we have had doing this all year long, and we certainly ask you guys to support them. I know you have been eating ridiculous amounts of food and drinking ridiculous amounts of whatever it is you drink. So the next thing you drink, just make it a yingling. You got a couple more days to get through the weekend. So um, Missouri 48-14, it wasn't that close today against Arkansas. Uh, that game was 41-0 at the end of the third quarter. Arkansas had somewhere around 80 total yards of offense. Um, at the end of three, Missouri had scored on defense. Um, they had scored running the ball. They had scored throwing the ball. Brady Cook didn't actually even have to be that good. And they were just, I mean, they were all over Arkansas. Honestly, had they been a little bit better in the red zone, Missouri could have won this game by 60. I, I'm not kidding. Um, I Well, there, there you go. Jason Edwards says that Theo Weiss just confirmed he is coming back for another year. So that's good news. Um, I don't know if he did that in post-game interviews or on Twitter or what, um, but I appreciate the heads up. Let's see. I'm checking his... Uh, Twitter timeline, it's not there, so I'm going to assume Theo told reporters maybe in Fayetteville that he is coming back. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Jared, appreciate you, man, very much for the uh, super chat. That is more than generous. Uh, Jared has been here for pretty much every one of our shows this year, I think. Uh, appreciate all of you guys who are regularly hanging out with us after games. We also do things Monday nights, Thursday afternoons. The schedule, will we'll see what it is. Um, going forward, but we will be here Monday night um, for sure. Beyond that, we will see. But Jared, appreciate you being a part of this and, and all you guys who have hung out with us. Uh, so again, Brady Cook, like he was as good as he needed to be. 12 for 20, 120 yards or 112 yards. I'm sorry, had a touchdown. That was fine. Cody Schrader, all he did was run for 200. I would tell you guys that as of this moment, Cody Schrader is the leading rusher in college football. He ran for 217 today, which gives him 1,489 yards on the season. Ollie Gordon from Oklahoma State and Omarion Hampton from North Carolina have 1,414. So that is 75 yards behind Cody Schrader. 
they both play. North Carolina plays NC State this weekend. I'm not sure, honestly, who Oklahoma State plays. Um, but those two players both play a game. So Cody may not finish as the nation's leading rusher. But at this very moment, he is the nation's leading rusher, which is a pretty incredible feat. Um, Brett Norfleet, two touchdown catches. There you see Cody's numbers today. 27 for 217, eight yards of carry. It gives him, again, 1,489 for the season. I believe he is 116 yards short of breaking Tyler Beatty's all-time single-season rushing record at the University of Missouri. That was 1604. Now, Devin West, you know, technically had 1703 because he ran for 125 in a bowl game after running for 1578 in the regular season, but they didn't count bowl games for stats back then. Cody's bowl game will count. So if he runs for 116 yards in Missouri's bowl game, he is going to be the single-season all-time leading rusher at Missouri in Colton. Echoes what uh, what Eli Drinkwood said after the game. He legit deserves Heisman votes, leading rusher in the country, potentially while playing in the SEC on a top 10 team. And look, I have a vote. Um, I know who I'm going to vote for to win it, and it's not Cody, but you get three votes. And the third place vote, I'll, I'll think about it. Um, he's had a hell of a year. And the story is just adds to it. But, you know, like Drinkwood said after the game, hey, let's quit making it a feel-good story, like Mitchell says, and, and start talking about that this kid's just really good. There's absolutely no question, um, you know, that, that like, hey, it, it is a great story, and nobody should forget that, but it's more than that. Now, Tim Tim Reynolds, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the tip there. Uh, that was fun. Thanks for making it easy and fun to follow. I uh, appreciate the Super Chat. Never asked for it, but always will take it. Um, that was fun. And, and you know what, guys? That was weird. Like, I feel like that game ended two hours ago. I mean, I got up. I made some dinner. Um, I kind of kept glancing at the TV to make sure I wasn't missing anything. But that game was – that I, I honestly felt like that game was over at 17-0. At 17-0, I tweeted that Eli Drinkwitz should maybe start to think about getting some of his stars out of the game. Because two things were true. Number one, Arkansas had no chance to win that game. No chance. And number two, it was getting ugly there for a little bit in the second quarter. Armand Mimbo got booted. A couple of Arkansas players got booted. Um, you know, AU Stock, it is not true that part of the Memorial Stadium renovations will be a studio for Power Mizzou's live streams. That will continue to be uh, just here in my home office upstairs. But if we could get that pushed through, um, you know, I would uh, I'd drive a mile on to to go host the show at the stadium uh but anyway mid-second quarter 17 nothing uh fight broke out you know armand mimbo swung his helmet uh cameron johnson might have started it um the guy that knocked cameron over might have started it either way three ejections it was getting a little ugly and i just thought i, I mean here's the thing had armand mimbo gotten kicked out of that game seven minutes later he's not playing in the first half of a bowl game that's your starting right tackle. And and my thought was Arkansas has nothing to play for. They don't have another game. There's nothing to they don't care if somebody gets kicked out of this game, you know. So so I thought maybe that's a little bit worrisome. But anyway, I, I tweeted at 17 nothing. Start looking at uh if you want to look at airline reservations, I would suggest suggest Atlanta, Dallas, and Phoenix. And 
people got mad. They said they I, I had a little blowback. Don't do this. It's too. It was not too early, guys. Um, I watched Iowa Nebraska today. It was the most offensive offensive football I think I've ever seen in my life. Arkansas was maybe worse. Um, that looked like a team that so badly wanted to be anywhere else except where it was. I And, and I thought this was a possibility coming in. Uh, Sabra, and I apologize if I pr- mispronounce your name, but Sabra says, don't think I've uh, thought about quitting watching a Missouri game because we were winning by so much. There were a few of them, but like they've been Murray State, Delaware State, Western Illinois. I mean, I would have to start going back through box scores to remember the last just that thorough of an ass kicking by Missouri of a power five team. I mean, there was Nebraska in 08, I think, that ended up like 52-17, something like that up in Lincoln where Jeremy Macklin scored on the the first play of the game. I'm sure there had been some really big wins over bad Kansas teams or bad Illinois teams or bad Vanderbilt teams. You know, Missouri beat Vandy 41-0 a couple years ago. Um, but as far as a power five football team, it has been a long time since I've seen Missouri dominate by that much. And again, like I'm not taking credit away from Missouri by saying this, but that has something to do with Arkansas. I mean, they were just coming into this game. I thought I, and, and I picked Missouri by 20. I think I picked them 44, 24. I, I said that Arkansas couldn't go to a bowl game and they couldn't save Sam Pittman's job because theoretically that's already been saved. Um, They're not playing one more for the guy on the way out the door. So I don't, I don't really know what Arkansas was playing for. And then Arkansas came out and clearly was playing for absolutely nothing. And then KJ Jefferson got hurt and look, I, you know, the backup, a tough spot. Um, KJ is a hell of a player. Who, who knows how much different that game looks if he's in it. But honestly, I, I don't think it looks that different because I just don't think Arkansas had a whole lot of interest in uh, in being there. Joe says it's weird seeing Mizzou as an elite SEC team. No question. All right. So it, here's an interesting question. It's not about Missouri, but uh, Donnie says, do you think Arkansas goes back on the Pittman comes back promise? I don't think so. Like that's a really bad look for Hunter Juracek if he does. That's the kind of game that would make you think about it. I mean, first of all, you didn't show up. You got absolutely run off the field by a team that no doubt is better. Missouri is a better team than Arkansas. But they have 41 points at three quarters better. I mean, that Arkansas team played close games this year. Most of their games, most of their losses all year was close. Were close. That was the team that gave up. Then they also were involved in fights and late hits on the quarterback and just Things that that really and look, Missouri was involved in some of those too. Um, you know, I'm not not saying just Arkansas, but Missouri's coach is coming back next year, and we know that. So, uh, Sean says they were playing dirty all game. There was a powder keg for a bit. Yeah, there was. And and look, if if you watch the play that actually started the fight, I thought number six from Arkansas started it, and he kind of did. But Cameron Johnson was kind of on the ground with an Arkansas player. And then he got up and the Arkansas player was kind of hanging on and Cameron kind of kicked him. And then number six from Arkansas flew over and, and took Johnson down. And then it just, it, it, it escalated from there. Um, 
you know, so I, I don't know. They both were certainly involved in starting it. Uh, Cameron took offense to the late hit on Brady Cook on the play before. So that had the chance to get ugly. I think it's somewhat of a credit, at least to Pittman and Drinkwitz, that didn't. Um, Daniel's asking if Armand will be suspended for his inject ejection. He won't be because the way it works is if you're sus if you're ejected in the first half, you miss the rest of the game. If you're ejected in the second half, you miss the first half of the next game. So, again, like had he been ejected seven minutes later, he is missing the first half of the next game, you know. And uh, fortunately for Missouri, that's not the case because you would not want to go into a New Year's Six Bowl game. And again, make no mistake, that is where Missouri is headed. You would not want to go into that game without your starting left tackle on a line that I really don't think we've talked about enough, guys. Um, the offensive line. Look, Cody has had an amazing year. Brady Cooks had a really good year. Luther Burden's had a really good year. But none of that happens if you don't have the time to throw the football, To if you don't have the holes to run the football. Um, KC Sports Fan, appreciate the, uh, uh, appreciate the super chat. Um, let's see, I'm trying to read it. I don't know what it says, to be quite honest. Um, KC Sports Fan, I hope you're okay. I hope that you did not um, have any medical issues while typing that. I hope that just your hands were in the wrong place or you're typing on a phone. I think it wants me to, I think it wants me to vote for Cody Schrader for the Heisman. I'll, I'll put him on the top three, uh, maybe. I, I probably won't vote for him to win. That's going to be the LSU quarterback. Um, but, um, you know, I, I will put him on there. James, I'll get to your question in a minute, but uh, but I wanted to – I was on talking about the offensive line. I just don't think they've got enough credit this year. And, and look, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. I think we spent the first half of the year going, yeah, it's better than last year, but they're committing penalties, and I don't know. They've been dominant, guys. The nation's leading rusher plays for Missouri. Um, they averaged, I think, over 30 points a game against Power 5 competition. Um, they've been, as Tiercell says, just physical up front, blowing holes in opposing defenses, um, mostly keeping Brady Cook upright. I mean, look, he has to run a little bit, but everybody does. That's part of it. This line has been, with mostly the same guys as last year, phenomenal. Um, they're going to lose Javon Foster. They're going to lose Xavier Delgado. They're going to have to retool it, but this year, uh, you know, Brandon Brandon Jones has done an unbelievable job with that line. And Cameron Johnson deserves credit. Tollison deserves credit. They all do. Okay. Um, Cam Wellen, don't want to make a negative comment, but in your opinion, does Kirby Moore, the O-line coach, and Blake Baker stay or go after this year? Look, they're going to have opportunities. No question. Um, Kirby Moore is going to have opportunities, whether that's as an OC or a head coach. Blake Baker may have opportunities as a DC or a head coach. The offensive line coach could have other opportunities. I asked Drinkwitz about that on Tuesday. And uh, I said, you know, I'm, I'm sure that part of having a, a good season is that your coaches get attention and, and that's a good problem to have. And he basically said, I want my guys to take jobs that make their situations better. Um, he said, I don't want guys leaving for lateral moves. Now, would he consider like a defensive coordinator at some other program, a lateral move, even if it was a program that traditionally is bigger. I don't know. Um, 
But he said he doesn't want his guys leaving for lateral moves, but if they have a chance to be a head coach or to improve their stock or their position on a staff, he's all for it and, and wouldn't want to hold them back. So, yeah, this staff is not going to come back in its entirety. But you know what? Enjoy the next month, man, because they're going to be here for a month. Um, you know, I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're probably leaving before the bowl game. Um, so they're 10 to two, they're going to either the Fiesta bowl, probably against the PAC 12 team, the cotton bowl, probably against Texas, the peach bowl, maybe against, you know, Tulane SMU, some group of five team, uh, there are situations where they could play Penn State, you know. So, so there's a lot out there. Um, you never know if if Florida State were to uh, maybe, you know, fall in one of their next couple games. Matt wants the Orange Bowl. It's t- if if you want the Orange Bowl, well, you, you're not going to get the Orange because the Orange Bowl is going to get the ACC champ. And it's going to get the highest ranked Big Twelve, Big Ten, or SEC team. There's only one way Missouri gets the Orange Bowl. That is if Ohio State and Michigan both make the playoff. And there's a way it could happen. It's pretty unlikely. But if Ohio State and Michigan both make the playoff, and then Alabama loses to Auburn and Georgia, Missouri probably gets the Orange Bowl. Other than that. Or if the playoff is Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan. First of all, I hope it's not. That would suck. Um, but if it is, then in that case, yeah, Missouri goes to the uh, goes to the Orange Bowl. Uh, some people are big on the Cotton Bowl versus Texas. My personal, like what I'd like to see, I think it'd be really cool to go to the Fiesta Bowl against the Washington, Oregon loser because, like, that's a new game in a new location against a new opponent. That's what I look forward to in bowl games personally. Um, But look, you're playing in one of the five best bowl games in college football. It doesn't matter who you play, where it is. You're just, I mean, you've got a chance to be 11 and two and finish fifth, sixth, somewhere like that in the country, you know? Um, So now once Ohio state versus Mizzou again, that, it seems really unlikely. They're going to have a tough time playing an ACC team or that Big Ten team. Uh, it, most likely, Penn State, Texas, group of five team, Washington, Oregon loser. The, that's kind of the group you're looking at at this point. Um, everybody has their preferences, but Missouri will go happily wherever uh, it gets sent. Again, uh, this is a Yingling Post game show live or live post game show. Some might say that way if they speak English better than I do. Uh, AC cracking a yingling. Hope all of you are doing so. Look, that's what this weekend is for, right? I just had my uh, third consecutive uh, meal consisting of turkey and sides, and hope you guys did too. Poppy yingling with that. Hang out with us. Gerard Hamilton will be along from the press box at Donald W. Reynolds. Razorback Stadium shortly. Uh, probably, I'm guessing the next 15, 20 minutes, Gerard will join us. Until then, I am going to hang out with you guys, and we're going to talk about this one. It's it's weird. I've gotten on here after some Missouri lawsuit, and just we get 10 or 15 minutes in, and you go, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, they, they just they got beat, and, and that was it. I don't have a lot to say about this one, guys. I mean, it was over. I, I firmly believe this game was over at 17-0 in the second quarter. With K.J. Jefferson out, 
it was just so obvious that Arkansas wasn't going to be able to score enough to make that interesting. It looked for a while like Arkansas wasn't going to be able to score at all, to be honest. And and Aaron, Aaron Young says, hog logic, blame it on the KJ injury. I will blame 41 nothing after three quarters on the KJ injury. I think Arkansas would have kept it closer than that. I don't think Arkansas was beating Missouri today. But I don't think they would have been humiliated had KJ Jefferson played. Like, I think maybe – he was capable of, of, of keeping them a little closer than than they stayed. But I, I want to talk a little bit about this Missouri defense. Um, first of all, just, just some broad numbers. Arkansas had 234 total yards. But again, late third quarter, that was 65. Arkansas threw for 98 yards the entire day. That's a little over four yards per attempt, about four and a half yards per attempt. They ran for 136, but it took them 41 carries to get there. So 3.3 yards a carry. 3.7 or 3.3 yards per play. I'm sorry, 3.3 yards per rush, 3.7 yards per play. So Arkansas snapped the ball 63 times and they averaged 3.7 yards. Um, it's that is a, a very, very good number. They had the ball for 28 minutes and 40 seconds. Five Arkansas turnovers led to 17 Missouri points, all of them were fumbles. They even actually had a fumble they recovered themselves. So six fumbles, lost five of them. Missouri had four sacks and 12 tackles for loss. Incredible, incredible defensive performance. And look, I get Arkansas wasn't great, and it was a backup quarterback. But those numbers are are pretty silly regardless. Um, Individually, a week after, and I think rightfully so, getting kind of shredded, linebacker Tristan Newsom played what I would assume is the game of his life. Um, Last week against Florida, the linebackers were a big part of the reason that the Gators were having a lot of success, especially running. Um, You know, and on Tuesday or Monday, we asked Eli Drinkwitz about, you know, missing Tyron Hopper. And he said, yeah, I think it's fairly evident. And he said, not that Tristan and Chuck didn't play well, but they just haven't had to play that much. And Tristan especially had to play a lot more snaps than he has in the past. Well, Tristan Newsom today, 15 tackles, six solo, two tackles for a loss. He recovered a fumble. He was all over the place. I mean, I, I think he's going to probably be in the running for SEC Defensive Player of the Week. I'm not sure how he wouldn't be. Chuck Hicks, the other starting linebacker, six tackles, three and a half tackles for a loss, and he forced a fumble. Um Realist George, four tackles, including a sack. He forced a fumble. Uh, Jay Jernigan scored a touchdown. I can't remember who forced that. I think it was Chuck Hicks that forced the fumble that Jay Jernigan recovered um, for a touchdown. I I mean, just all of it. Jalen Carlisle had a couple huge hits in that game. Johnny Walker applied some pressure. So much so that Darius Robinson didn't have a sack for the first time in seven games. And, hey, it didn't even matter. I mean, that – that defense, it has been the offense most of the season. It was the defense today. I mean, complete team victory. You went 48-14. Nobody should hang their head in shame. Um, but that defense was absolutely all over the field today. Um, Tristan Newton was, I, I think, the leader of that. Arkansas didn't have a point until, uh, you know, mid-fourth quarter. And by that point, honestly, it just didn't matter. I mean, Missouri was like kind of trying, but 
not really trying by that point. And Arkansas managed to put up a couple of uh, touchdowns, and they have a lot of tough questions to answer. Missouri has very few tough questions to answer. Um, Missouri's toughest question to answer is, do we need, like, pretty warm weather gear for Dallas or Atlanta, or do we need the super warm weather gear for Phoenix? That's that's the toughest question Missouri is going to have to answer in the next uh, week. Again, those announcements will come out next Sunday. Um, Colton's asking for thoughts on Brett Norfleet. Feels like the offense has plenty of blocks to build on next year. Yeah, uh, Brett, Brett scored 12 points in six seconds at one point in this game. I, I'm sure they're – well, I'm not sure. I was going to say I'm sure there have been guys that have done that before. I'm not sure there have been guys that have done that before, honestly. Um, 12 points in six seconds for one player. He he uh, he had a 16-yard touchdown catch, and then there was a fumble on the kickoff. Marvin Berkshire covered it, and the very next play was an 11-yard touchdown pass to the very same Brent Northfleet. Uh, it was the first one with 11.38 left in the third quarter, second one with 11.32 left in the third quarter. And those were the ones that really put this game out of reach. It made it 34, nothing um, Missouri. And I mean, I mean, it was completely over. It was 29 and a half time. It was over there, but it was 34, nothing. It was completely over. And Norfleet looks like a guy and, and T rise is pointing out his blocking. I know other people have praised that again. I'm not going to lie. When I watch a game, I'm, I'm not sitting watching an individual blocker. Um, so I will trust you. Um, that Northfleet is has blocked really well. I know that Drinkwitz really likes him. Uh, he's a true freshman, and he looks like he is going to be a guy, right? And this team has a lot of guys. Um, you know, Colton's talking about them, some of them. Yeah, you've got Tristan Newson, and you've got uh, Marquise Johnson. And, hey, Josh Manning got on the field this year, but didn't even necessarily – get a long look, you know, defensively, uh, we think Christian Williams is coming back. Uh, people are saying that on an Instagram live that Theo we said he's coming back. Um, those things can change. Yeah. There's Kurt's comments and that a lot of people are saying Theo's said he's coming back on burdens, Instagram live. So that's a good sign. Um, and it is certainly possible that Theo comes back. I, I know that's been hoped. Um, Missouri was was trying to do some things to make that happen. Uh, there was some question whether that would happen, and, and there still is, simply because, like, saying he's coming back on an Instagram Live is not necessarily, obviously, a binding contract, but it is a good sign if he's saying it. Um, I have seen some weird, some things said on, on IG Live that, you know, haven't necessarily always been true or come to fruition, but good sign. But he said he's coming back. So you've got the foundation now for a program going forward, right? Like not just this. The hope is this isn't just this year. I mean, Brady Cook's coming back next year. Armand Mimbo's coming back. Cameron Johnson's coming back. Again, like I said, we think Christian Williams has come back. Johnny Walker's back. So there are a lot of guys. Um you think anyone is going to be leaving before the bowl game? I would not think anyone that plays. Um, now, there could be some portal entries of guys who don't really play. And, and Drinkwitz said, and they mentioned on the broadcast today, that he has told the team anybody who is planning to transfer, they can enter the portal and they are welcome to play the bowl game. 
this team. Um, and again, I don't think that'll be guys that play. I think that would be more like reserves that are going to go find somewhere else. But I think it's kind of a cool move of Drinkwitz because he's saying, hey, you're part of this team and you're part of the reason we've gotten here. So we're happy to take you on the trip, even if you're not going to be here uh, next year. Now, we'll see if that happens. I, I don't know. Um, it might be kind of weird and some kids might just want to want to get the start and, and go elsewhere. Um, but but kind of a cool thing. Um, now, anyone leaving before the bowl game? Look, I think it's certainly possible that some guys are not going to play the bowl game. We see that happen a lot, right? I mean, Ennis Rakestraw missed the game due to injury today. Is he back for the bowl game? Is he going to go through the next four weeks? I don't really know. Tyron Hopper missed two straight games with an injury. Um, is he going to come back and try to play a bowl game, or will he just kind of move on and prep for the pros? There might be some some other guys, right? I, I wouldn't want to just randomly pick anybody and say this guy could opt out, but there are some players with NFL futures who who could opt out, and we see it happen. You know, um, a lot of people talking about Sam Horn. We'll see. I, I mean, look, if you're not the starter quarterback and you're not going to be the starter quarterback next year, obviously it's possible. Um, that he would transfer. Um, you know, I, I think you're kind of whistling past the graveyard if you don't at least acknowledge that possibility. Um, but we'll see. I see T-Rise saying, will, will there be fewer opt-outs because of the New Year Six? You would think so, right? But it, ha it still happens. I mean, it happened some last year. Um, it's not the playoff. It's not a national title game. I think that you could still see some guys, you know, choose – not to play in that game, which is obviously they're right. The the big the big thing is getting there. I, yes, you'd love to win it. You'd love to be a top 10 team. 11 wins is better than 10. All that, not minimizing any of that. But the fact that they've gotten there is, is bigger than, than whether they win or lose it, I think. And as Eric says, trying to predict what teenagers are going to do next month is a fool's errand. I don't know what most of these teenagers are going to do tomorrow. Right. So, uh, again, we are half hour in here. We're going to hang out for a little while until Gerard Hamilton makes his way back up to the press box. And uh, people are asking to see my hands. There you go. Just uh, there you go. There were both of them. We're getting to the uh, we're getting to the part of the show where you guys have had a couple of yinglings and, and you're getting tired of listening to me. So hopefully Gerard gets here uh, pretty soon and we can talk to him about what is uh, what what happened and and what they said post game i imagine they said they were all very happy and very pleased with the way they played and very pleased with the way this season has gone um because i think everybody is very pleased with the way this season had gone i mean people asked me back in august like what's the ceiling for this team and i said the realistic ceiling was nine and three because i had georgia as a loss i had lsu as a loss and then i said they're gonna lose another right they're, they're gonna lose another one because you're not just going to go win every 50-50 game or every swing game. Well, I was wrong. They did. Um, and I think one of the very first uh, – well, Jerry Garcia wants to know how much of the 10-2 and two season will be reflected in recruiting. Some, but it's really more about next year in recruiting because, like, most of these kids have already committed. This class is – I think we have a number 39 right now. So, like, can it rise a little bit? But it's a lot of four and five stars. Um that are already committed. Like there's not a lot of guys that they can drastically change that ranking who are still out there. So the, 
the season reflected in recruiting is much more about probably the class of 2024 and also the transfer portal, which we put up a we put up a chamber this morning that um, talked about some of the guys they're still after, some of the transfer positions they will will target. We didn't have specific names there yet because the portal does not open until a week from Monday. So you know we we don't want to throw out hey whether this guy's transferring or not until he's actually in the portal. Uh, see backstage that Gerard Hamilton is back up in the press box. We're going to go ahead and bring him in and keep him for a few minutes and then let him uh, work up in the press box. Gerard, can you hear me all right? We're all good. Can you hear me? <clears throat> okay, cool. We got Gerard. So, uh, yeah, I got you. You're good. I don't know whether Gerard can hear me. Uh -huh. So I'm going to remove him okay. from the stage briefly. Um, and then, uh, Gerard, uh, just give me a thumbs up if if you can hear me, and then I'll bring you back in um, because that'd be great if we could talk. Okay, he can hear me. Perfect. This is live uh, live interneting, guys. This is how we do it. So, Gerard, I'm going to guess that uh, everybody was relatively happy and uh, upbeat after that one. Yeah, so we we – only got Drink, Schrader, and Chuck Hicks. Um, but I mean, yeah, they were in a happy mood, 10 and 2 for the first time since 2014. Um Drink came in with a cigar. He walked right past me with a cigar, so I already knew what this meant. The his press conference was only about eight minutes. Um, so it wasn't really that long, but he was just most of it was just like shout out to the guys who stuck around. And, you know, they could have left. He talked about Luther could have left in the, in the portal. You know, he had plenty of options if he wanted to. Upperclassmen could have left, and they had plenty of options. They didn't leave. Missouri coaches could have left, and they st stuck around. And now they're 10. They're 10 and 2. So when I asked him, like, how does it feel to be part of that, that he says it's more so for him. All right, so uh, there was a minute there where I thought we were just going to have a boxing match, and a lot of dudes oh, were going to okay. get kicked out of the game. That was uh, that was interesting. Yeah. Um. So I also asked Drink about like, I mean, how do you see it? Do you see it as you know your your guys standing up for themselves, or do you see it more as of like, I didn't say this, but kind of like bush league or whatever. And he said he was disappointed that Armand got ejected, but he basically leaned towards like. Well, he said, we came to play football. They came here to fight. That's the first thing he said. And, but then he said he was disappointed, and he kind of was just like, I mean, we, we're all about that action on the field, basically. So that that's what it was. I asked Chuck and, and Cody about it. They said it was cool to see Armand stand up, you know, for Brady like that. Like, sure, he got ejected. And it also helps that they were up 10-0 anyway when he got ejected, and they were about to score. Um, and they're probably going to win this game by a blowout no matter what, to be honest. But that kind of still helps that, you know, their quarterback went down. They didn't take it lightly. Then the offensive line, Cameron Johnson on that play where the fight actually happens, you know, he he gets hit down and, you know, Armand was over there on go, as, as we like to say. So um, they were they were cool with it. They didn't seem like it was a big deal. So at what point in that game did you go, okay, this game's over? Um. I'm trying to think. What was the – oh, um, before K.J. Jefferson got hurt, I was already thinking that, and that was with 8.59 left in the first quarter. 
So right, it was I seven nothing at that point. Oh well, uh, there was enough to see because you could tell on Missouri's first drive. My thought was it's nothing that Arkansas is doing. To be honest with you, there's nothing Arkansas is doing for right. that drive. They didn't run the ball at all. That was the first thing I wrote in my uh, first quarter. Quick thoughts: You've got the the SEC's leading rusher. He doesn't get a touch. Brady Cook doesn't even run the ball. That doesn't really add up. The next drive, they shove it down their throat. Uh, Schrader has five for 45 and a touchdown on that drive. Cook has a couple of runs on third and fourth down, and it got rolling from there. So that's when I said it. Then when Jefferson not only got hurt, but he fumbled, Yeah, I was just like, oh, it's, it was already over. It was early. It was over last week probably, and then it was over again when they said Rocket Sanders and uh, I think it's Dubinon were hurt. Yeah, and then it was over again. It just kept being over, Gabe. To that, be that's where it. When KJ got hurt, you knew it was over. But like I called it at seventeen nothing. I said there's zero chance. Like, oh, you're so nothing. generous. Seventeen. You can start looking at. You can start looking at plane tickets. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, just curious, I know you're going to write about the bowl situation. Did it, did anybody say, like, where did they care where they go at all? No. So, yeah, after I get off of this with you, just got a couple couple quotes I put in there. But all of them basically said, nah, we're kind of happy to be there. I think the biggest thing for them is it's not about the bowl. It's about the, the fact that they're at a bowl. They're going to get that national attention that Missouri isn't used to, to be honest. So to be at a bowl – is the thing. It's not about being at the Fiesta, Cotton Peach, whatever. Uh, I think Drake said when I asked him that he he shook his head no while he was smiling. He was just like, "Hey man, we're there. So as long as we're there, we're gonna we're gonna play." So that was kind of the the gist of that. Uh, just a, a heads up. I, I doubt. I mean, it's anything official, but people are telling us here that uh, I guess Burden did an IG live and Theo. We said he's coming back for next year. So. That would be noteworthy if that ends up being true. Like I said, Instagram Live is hardly binding and official, but uh, that, that would be a good thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, there's not one aspect of this game, not even one that I can say Arkansas did well in, let alone one. I can't think of anything. Even in the fight, they lost two people. <laughs> yeah, and Missouri only lost one. I thought, uh, I thought they played pretty well once Missouri quit trying. I thought I thought they did well. That doesn't count. That doesn't count, game. Okay. Even okay. even drink even drink mentioned uh, his opening thoughts was kind of like he started with Blake Baker. Shout out shouted out the defense. Talked about the takeaways, and he said um, something along the lines like the stats that Arkansas has it's because of basically garbage time. Coaches aren't going to say that they don't call it that, but they piled up stats in garbage time. It was over in the third quarter. If you look at my third quarter quick thoughts, with 10 minutes left after Northley got his second touchdown, I just wrote a message at the end and said, basically, all right, guys, I'm done writing these thoughts. I'm going to start working on real stuff, and I'll just update the score at the bottom. That's I, I said, seriously, when, when Northley uh, scored the touchdown that was 34 nothing, like I got up and started making dinner and stuff and just kind of kept glancing back at the TV to make sure nothing crazy had happened. Yeah, there, I, I – if you ask me anything about the game after that, after his second touchdown, my mind's going to go blank. I wasn't looking up very much. I'm not going to lie. To you, so. It does not matter. A hundred percent. You ever, I, I don't know if I've seen a, a Missouri beat a, a FBI, a power five team that bad. I mean, Arkansas from the jump just looked like they wanted to be anywhere else. And I'm not trying to take Missouri played well, but, 
Like, I don't even think Missouri had to play well today because Arkansas chose not to show up. Yeah, uh, that was one of my one of the thoughts I had. I forgot what quarter it was, but basically, I was just like, we know Missouri's defense is great. Like, we, we've got the gist of that. I can't tell. I can't tell how much of it is them and how much of it is like Arkansas. Again, that's not a slight towards Missouri, but when when they're, it was just so easy to get takeaways. Um, this is their first game since uh, I think I wrote December nineteenth, twenty twenty, against Mississippi State, um, and a fifty-two thirty-one loss that they've forced four takeaways or more. So they were all over, and all of those were fumbles. Um, I believe it was – they had five takeaways, I actually want to say, with that late fumble at the end. Yeah, um, they did. Five takeaways, all of them fumbles. I mean, talking – it's one thing when you get an interception because when I feel like when you get an interception, it's like you – that's a mind thing. When it's just a fumble, usually you're just out physically, guys, and that's what it was all 60 minutes. <laughs> All right, so one more, and then then we'll let you go. Cody Schrader is going to get the attention again because that that's what this is now. To me, the player on offense that that out of this game you're encouraged about is Brett Norfleet, and the player on defense is Tristan Newsom. Fifteen tackles, forced fumble. Like that kid played a game a week after really having some trouble. Oh uh, yeah, that's definitely that was something they were drinking harp on it too much, but he basically said like stepped up um and, and they needed to i said i asked chuck hicks i said you know basically you two didn't play a good game last week and right. but y'all stepped up today i mean chuck had six tackles three and a half tackles for loss a forced fumble yeah. his own and then you just mentioned you said what 15 tackles yeah 15 for Nissan. and didn't he have yeah what two recoveries or something he had a lot of something to do with fumbles i, I can't yeah remember. i know uh yeah it's uh the defensive <laughs> scoring on here i think he I think he recovered one. I don't know. It's hard to tell based on the on just the stats I've got here. Missouri fumble recoveries. Yeah, Newsom had two. So yeah. Okay, exactly. So I mean, in a in a game when pregame when I seen when I got to the stadium, first thing I saw was Tyron Hopper and he had the joggers on. I was like, yeah. I mean, I didn't think to me just knowing what we know about Arkansas and team, that wasn't what was going to like dissuade me or nothing from thinking they'd win, but. It was something you're just kind of like, mm, this could be something they take away, you know, that may be an issue because it was last week. But obviously with no running backs and then no K.J. Jefferson, this the Arkansas's offense looks like the Steelers. So it, it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched Nebraska-Iowa leading into this, and the offensive football at least got halfway better. At least Missouri could do something. So, Gerard, yeah. appreciate it, man. We'll let you go. I know you got a lot to write from down there. So uh, thanks for hopping on, and uh, good luck, man. All right. I'll see you guys later. All right. That is Gerard Hamilton from the press box at Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville. Wanted to make sure that we got his take, had him jump on with you guys. Uh, again, he's got – I know he's he's going to do a story kind of on the bowl picture and and what they're looking at and what they said about that. He'll obviously have his full game notebook. Um, I'll have some, some thoughts later on the message board, all that. Um, but, yeah, guys, just – Missouri just – made Arkansas look like, I don't know, I was going to say South Dakota, but like South Dakota looked better than that against Missouri. Um, Missouri made Arkansas look like an FBS. No, an FCS. No, whatever's below FCS, they look like that. Like when, however, uh, Cody Schrader ran at Truman against guys, that's what it looked like was happening today on both sides of the football. Um, Missouri 10 and two 
It's the best season, look, at least in nine years. We can debate, is it the best one in nine? Is it the best one in ten? Is it the best one ever? I don't know. It's a 10-1 season. They're going to a New Year's Six Bowl. I think even the most pessimistic light at the end of the tunnel is a train. Oh, my God, everything sucks, Missouri fan. Can't see them falling out of the New Year's Six at this point. Like, there's nothing that can happen. Ole Miss struggled last night. Penn State is currently 6-0 on Michigan State. Those teams aren't passing Missouri. So, yeah, cool. What if Louisville goes and wins the ACC? Fine. What if Iowa goes and wins the Big Ten? They're not. Fine. What if uh, Arizona wins the Pac-12? Fine. Missouri still would be probably, and if all three of those things happen, it might be a little trouble. But point is, they're in. Um, Arkansas, I don't know. We'll see. I imagine most people here are hoping Sam Pittman comes back for another year because that does not did not look like a team inspired to play for their coach um, despite the uh, narrative being driven from the broadcast crew today, which, by the way, I didn't have a huge problem with. I didn't think they were bad. I know some people did. Um, and you are entitled to that opinion. It was just that one particular point I didn't think really showed up on the football field. So appreciate all you guys. We had over 400 people hanging out here the night after Thanksgiving. I know you guys got a lot of stuff to do. Probably got families in town. Hey, honestly, maybe that's why you were here. Maybe you like me and Gerard better than you like your family. Don't tell them, but I appreciate it. Um, Yingling appreciates it. Uh, Steph went to Thanksgiving with some family. They're casual Mizzou fans. They were all on the game today and they've already checked out. (laughs) They've already checked out on basketball. Well, Hey, you said they were casual. I mean, we are six games in, plenty of time to plenty of time to quit. Uh, but uh, no, appreciate all you guys hanging out with us here. Um, we are going to – we'll be back live on Monday night. I know that. Um, kind of we'll see what the schedule is going to look like between now and then. Gerard will have great coverage from Fayetteville tonight, I, I trust. He is going to come back relatively early in the morning. He's got to beat the weather. I've got a family thing to do in the morning, so snap counts are going to be a little bit delayed. Everything's being adjusted because of the holiday and because of ice and snow potentially heading our way, but um, we will have all that tomorrow. Drew King is going to be at Mizzou Arena at 11 a.m. tomorrow covering basketball. As some people have pointed out, you guys are all better at pointing this out than I, did. I am. I remind you to drink Yingling. The subscribers remind you to hit the like button, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, Hit up Gerard on social media. Follow his coverage. Thank him. Alex Stenman behind the scenes all year long producing with the graphics and uh, the comments. And he's uh, hopefully going to be hanging out with us on like December 30th or something like that. We'll see when Missouri plays, where Missouri plays. That announcement a little bit over a week away. But all kinds of good stuff coming your way. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next time.